following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome into a Friday edition of Main Street Sports. Today on the program, we'll visit with the Sounds play-by-play man, Jeff Hem for his weekly visit. Also, Matt Cruz from the Music City Grand Prix CEO in Lawrenceburg Native. Also, we'll be joined, uh, rather, we will discuss the Braves, of course, the Daily Report, MLB's alienation of its fan base, these TV deals. Where in the world could you find these games and ESPN's FPI rankings? As one Alabama guy would say, that's trash can juice. Those topics and more coming up on this Friday, April 15th. Happy Tax Day edition of Main Street Sports Today. Now to the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, who always does his taxes early, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris. Yeah. That's right. Happy birthday to Chuck and happy hey, tax yeah. day to you all. There we go. Happy birthday, Chuck. Hope we have a great show for you today. <laughs> it's a fantastic birthday show. Um man, JB nailed it. We got a lot going on today, Mo. So uh what's uh what have you got going on this weekend? Anything exciting? No nothing he's like i'll probably work do something doing a little umpiring tomorrow oh yeah good times great oldies right there (laughs) well jp nailed it he gave you all the things that we have to do so we just need to jump right into today's top story because we got a lot to get to in the rundown so let's go ahead and give you today's top story it's our first pitch on this friday and JP, were you able to get the clip? If not, that's cool. I just wanted to. I have not. I okay, it, it, it's all good. I, I I wanted to show that clip from the movie Forty Two, where Pee Wee Reese puts his arm around Jackie and goes, "Maybe tomorrow we'll all for, wear Forty Two, so they can't tell us apart." <laughs> there you go. And it's just a phenomenal. You, you you are just particularly drawn to that clip because Pee Wee Reese is played by Lucas Black. Lucas Black is great. Uh, great dude. Love that guy. Uh, speak high school football player and basketball player out of Lawrence County, one of the schools that they closed. <laughs> so, that would be Lawrence County, Alabama, right? Yes, not yes. Lawrence Sorry, Lawrence no, County, okay. Alabama. Um, Around these parts, you have to make that distinction. That's, that's right. clarify that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, it, it's one of the cool moments in, uh, I, I, for all I know, for what I know, it, it actually happened. So I think that's pretty cool. And today they will all wear 42. It's the only time that anybody in Major League Baseball is allowed to wear 42. And, well, if one is going to do it, might as well all do it. So pretty cool. Always love watching uh, baseball today because the, the number 42 is pretty special. Unless you're at City Field. Unless you're at City Field where today is a, a special day for 41. 41, yeah. Yeah. It's just, just not quite 42. Yeah. It's not quite. The Mets. Um, and and I, I'd i like to think that this was impacted by the lockout and the, it's the home opener. games that were lost. The Mets are playing their home opener today at City Field and unveiled a statue 
um, honoring the late Tom Seaver, you know, who was synonymous with the Mets for much of the early portion of their existence, basically. But I don't know. Just feels like it's like you could have waited one more day. It feels like something it, it could have been handled differently. No, it certainly could have been. Again, I I think it's just because today happened to be their home opener. And they said, "Okay, well, this is the day. We're gonna, we're just gonna do it this day." And nobody said, "Wait, because that's it's it's a home opener." Yeah, kind of like, well, it's what we it, do. It, yeah, it comes out on Tuesday. <laughs> it comes out on Tuesday, so <laughs> any Tuesday games be damned. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough. I I don't I don't think it's a good look. It's not. But again, I don't think it was necessarily intentional. I just think it was unfortunate. So yeah. Anyway. Jackie Robinson, the most important part of today's baseball games, even well, in it, It's unfortunate for both of them. Yeah, because both of because them Because Tom get a Seaver deserves... His own day. Every accolade. Sure. Absolutely. So, <laughs> oh, well. But Mets going to met. If that ain't the truth, then give him a ding. Because Mets are going to met. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about that. All right, let's send it back to JP. We've got a long rundown today, so we want to get to it before we get to our our, our guest. So, JP, tell yes. us yesterday's results, this weekend's schedule on the rundown. Here's the rundown. The Friday rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. All right, here we go. Uh, high school baseball from yesterday. We have Blackman over Oakland. It was CPA over Clarksville. Kolioka, 6-3 winners over Collinwood. Uh, elsewhere, it was uh, Columbia Academy shutting out Summertown 4 to nothing. That was a makeup game. Dixon County 8-7 over Clarksville Academy. Gallatin with a pair of wins over Hunters Lane 11-1. Uh, ten run ruling them in that one. I'm assuming that's what that means. The asterisks. What, what's what's the asterisks? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm uh, compiling no, that. That is not what that means. I, I don't. <laughs> seven, Seventeen to two would probably signify the same thing. But either way, Gallatin gets a pair of wins over Hunters Lane. Uh, that is the important thing. Lawrence County ten two winners over Giles County. East Higman over Hampshire five to three. Brentwood downed Overton 8-6. Brentwood uh, did it again, 15-3. Portland, uh, 10-7 winners. I was sorry, I was thinking of a Britney Spears song. Uh, Westmoreland, <laughs> Westmoreland 10-6 over Macon County. Page 6-3 over uh, Forest. Ravenwood down Nolensville, 6-1. Seagull Falls to Riverdale, 6-2. Uh, Perry County, 11-3 winners over Santa Fe. Franklin Road Academy, 11-1 over Signal Mountain. Spring Hill, Nudging Loretto in the uh, Lamb walk Cup. A walk-off. A walk-off. Yeah. Nice. Walk yes. All right. Uh, Everton Main Street, Murray.com. Boom. Station Camp 11-4 over Murfreesboro Central Magna. Grace Christian Franklin 9-3 winners over Waverly and Greenhill shutting out Wilson Central 1-0. Softball yesterday. Davidson Academy 4-1 winners over DCA. Trousdale County 9-5 over East Robertson. CPA Shutting out Innsworth, 12 nothing. Clarksville, 2-1 winners over Houston County. Gallatin, big over Hunters Lane, 17 to nothing. Um, it was Marshall County over Lawrence County, 11 to nothing. Nolensville, 8-1. No, no, no. 11-10. 11-10. There is a one there. 
<laughs> there is a one there. That is not an L. That is a one. Marshall County, 11-10, winners over Lawrence County. Nolansville, 8-1 over Columbia. Rockville, 12-9 over Oakland. It was Siegel, 11-0 over Blackman. Station camp shut up by Newton Local from Ohio, 16-0. Stewart's Creek, 2-1 over Smyrna. Summertown Big over Lewis County, 18-1. Columbia Academy, 15-0 over Webb School. And Station Camp, 5-4 over Weir from West Virginia. No, we're not. We're, we're not from West Virginia. We're not. <laughs> Sorry. I'll see myself out. <laughs> do. do. It's only because it's Friday will we allow you to stay. Uh, boys soccer yesterday, Riverdale, 1-0 over Blackman. Cookville, same thing over Lebanon. McEwen, 6-1 over Cullioca. Dixon County falls to Columbia, 6-2. Hendersonville, 3-1 winners over Brentwood. Laverne shutting out Overton, 4-0. Station Camp, 1-0 over McCauley. STEM Academy, 5-0 over Merrill Hyde. Stewart Creek falls to Oakland, 3-1. Fayetteville and Richland play to a scoreless tie, as do Rockville and Siegel. Tullahoma, 4-0 winners over Giles County and University School of Nashville, 5-0 over Providence Christian. Elsewhere, Smith County, 9-0 over Watertown. Whitehouse, 8-zip over Macon County and Lawrence County, 5-3 winners over Zion Christian. College baseball from yesterday. The Blue Raiders of MTSU, 4-3 winners over Charlotte. Lipscomb, 11-7 over North Alabama. Moorhead State, 12-7 over Belmont. Eastern Illinois, 9-7 over the Govs of Austin P. Juco baseball, Vol State 13-7 over Jackson State. In college softball, Charlotte returns the favor. They defeat MTSU 7-2. MLB last night, the Padres big over the Braves 12-1, and the Sounds get a win over the Stripers last night 5-4. We'll talk with Jeff Hem in our very next segment. Stay tuned for that. On tap for today, 2 o'clock underway, Maplewood at Cane Ridge. These are baseball, by the way. Springfield at Portland at 3, other 3 o'clock. First pitch to Cab County at Watertown, Waverly hosting Fairview. At 3.30, it'll be Warren County at Gallatin at 3.45, Franklin Road Academy at Rockwood. At 4, Good Pasture taking on Weir from West Virginia. No, we're not. Westmoreland versus Gordonsville at 4, also at 4, Laverne versus Blackman. Ezel Harding at Christian Community at 4.15. Love these quarter-hour start times. So weird. Harpeth at Hillwood, 4.30. Hey, you remember them. It's true. Um, Harpeth at Hillwood at 4.30 at 5 today. A slew of games, including Summertown at Forest. Also, we've got uh, Lewis County at Lawrence County and Murfreesboro Central Magnet at West. Uh, at 5.30, we've got White House at White House Heritage. Don't confuse those. Perry County at Hampshire. Also, East Hickman at Santa Fe at 6 tonight. Clarksville Northeast at Clarksville Academy. Brentwood hosting Independence. Franklin County welcomes Stewart's Creek. Richland will head south on 31 to take on Giles County in an in-county battle. Knox Webb uh, versus Good Pasture. Upperman versus Mount Juliet. Kolyoka at Santa Fe. Siegel taking on Riverdale. Franklin will be at Ravenwood at 6.30, also at 6.30, including Lebanon at Rossview, Columbia at Rockvale. Nolansville hosting Page, and then at 7 tonight, the following games. Dixon County at Clarksville Northwest. Fairview versus Wetumpka from Alabama. Middle Tennessee Christian at Friendship Christian. Henry County at Kenwood. And at some point today, check your local listings for Montgomery Central and Eagleville. Softball today underway. Westmoreland at Watertown. First pitch was just a few moments ago at 2. 
coming up at the bottom of the hour at 2.30, a pair of games including Joe Burns at Summertown and Loretto hosting Elkmont from Alabama. At 3 today, Creekwood will be at Columbia Academy. Wayne County at 4 welcomes Cheatham County. Those, at f- those four games are in a tournament. I don't know where the okay. tournament is. Okay. All right. So check your local listings on those four games. They're all in a tournament somewhere. I just don't know where. I bet where you find one, you might find the other. Exactly. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Uh, at 4.30 today, Hume Fogg will be at DCA at 5, Clarksville at White House Heritage. 5.30, we'll see Springfield at Montgomery Central. Uh, at 6 tonight, Giles County will be uh, right here in Columbia. Well, again, that's that, tournament. That, that's that tournament. I, I don't know where they're at. Okay. Uh, all right, so Giles County and Columbia Academy will face off, as will Columbia East Hickman and Loretto and James Clemens from Alabama. Uh, 8.30 for that last one there. Boys soccer today, one game on tap in the Mid-State, Wilson Central at Smyrna, 645. High school baseball, um, several maybe tournament games here, I'm assuming. Probably. Um, all right, uh, games from earlier today. No, this is tomorrow. This is tomorrow. This says Saturday, high school schedule. That's, yes. And tomorrow is, in fact, Saturday. That's right. Read. Read. It's fundamental. 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 <laughs> 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. You've got a couple of games, uh, including Harper, the D's, Tickman, Portland, and Joe Burns. Uh, Weir from West Virginia uh, versus Murfreesboro Central Magnet. They're getting a, a whole week here in Middle Tennessee. Lipscomb Academy and Innsworth at 11. It is Columbia hosting Rockville at, or taking on Rockville at noon. Franklin and CPA at noon, also at noon, include Gallatin, Westmoreland, McCracken County, Kentucky versus Mount Juliet. I'm telling you, they're a TWSAA honorary member. They might as well be. <laughs> they play, they've play. they got to play more Tennessee schools than Kentucky. Good Pasture, Murfreesboro Central Magnet uh, at 1 o'clock tomorrow. DCA and Columbia Academy, also Riverdale, Tullahoma. At 1.30, we'll see Stewart's Creek and Centennial. 1.45, we'll see Trousdale County and Mount Juliet Christian at 2 tomorrow. West will take on Good Pasture. The following games at 2.30 include Clarksville Northwest and Dixon County. Uh, Henry County and Kenwood. Fairview taking on Lakota East from Ohio. Uh, Webb School taking on Hillwood at 3. will be Portland and Hendersonville at 4. We'll see Station Camp at Knox Webb at 5. Watertown and Upperman. Uh, also at 5, Warren County and Westmoreland at 5.30. White House Heritage will be taking on East Robertson at 6. West takes on Station Camp at 6.30. Friendship Christian, Middle Tennessee Christian at 7. Gordonsville and Gallatin. Softball tomorrow, Westminster Christian, Alabama, will take on Columbia Academy at 9 a.m. At 9.30, we'll see Loretto Waterloo. and Waterloo from Alabama. Nolansville and Macon County, 10.30. College baseball. These series include Alabama is at Knoxville to take on the Vols. Vanderbilt hosts Florida. Charlotte in the borough to take on MTSU. North Alabama welcomes Lipscomb. Belmont travels to Moorhead State and Austin P. We'll welcome Eastern Illinois. Trevecca will be at Tifton. Lindsey Wilson at Cumberland. And Vol State at Jackson State. Columbia State hosts Motlow State. College softball. Texas A&M will be at Tennessee. That's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday series. Charlotte in the borough to take on MTSU. Lipscomb is hosting Jacksonville State. Belmont travels to Cookville to take on Tennessee Tech. Murray State welcomes TSU. Simo is at Austin P. Uh, doubleheader today for Trevecca Hillsdale and tomorrow Trevecca and Finley. Vol State will be at Jackson State and Columbia State welcomes Motlow State. The Braves weekend series continues in San Diego tonight. Wright versus Gore, 840 on Bally Sports Southeast. Tomorrow, 
Uh, at uh, 3.05 on FS1, we'll see Ian Anderson versus Martinez. And Sunday, 6 p.m. on the Mothership, uh, Elder versus Darvish at 6 p.m. on Sunday. Yep, you, Darvish. The Sounds uh, continue their series uh, in Gwinnett, uh, taking on the Stripers uh, tonight, 6.05 again. Jeff Hem will join us in just a moment. Lindbaum and Muller uh, tonight. Uh, and then tomorrow... 5.05 and Sunday, 12.05, first pitch in Gwinnett for the Sounds. NHL, the Preds uh, taking on Chicago t- tomorrow. ESPN tomorrow Plus, 11.30 a.m. Puck drop at Bridgestone. And then on Sunday, where they will honor Terry Crisp uh, as the Blues coming to town, 6 p.m. on oh, NHL Network. NBA, the Grizzlies welcome the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, is that tomorrow? Game one tomorrow. tomorrow. I, I apologize. Yes. Okay, no worries. 2.30 tomorrow afternoon for game one. Um, and Grizzlies are the two seed. Is that correct? Correct. All right. And uh, MLS, Nashville Soccer Club, will be at San Jose tomorrow afternoon. At two thirty, that I think those games are on my TV thirty. Okay. I just don't know for sure. I just think that's where they are. All right, and that concludes your Friday rundown. Brought to you by ChooseChip.net. Choose them. Goodness. All right, now that uh, Jeff has probably been waiting for five minutes, let's get to him as quickly as we can. What do you say here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint? Back after this. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. 
today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, JP in the corner where he put himself. We've got uh, Jeff Hem coming up to talk about the Nashville sounds, so... Let's get to it. We've kept him waiting long enough. Jeff, what's going on, man? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? It's been a Monday. I know it's Friday, but it's been a Monday. It's because we don't have a Monday show, so <laughs> it is what it is. We got a long weekend. It caught up with us, though. Yeah. Um, things look to be going pretty well for you thus far, Jeff. Um 5-4 win last night down at Gwinnett following Wednesday's 7-5 victory to get the series to 2-1 and one after opening on Tuesday with a loss down there. So, um, you know, we talked last week about this team and these guys having to kind of figure each other out and that kind of thing, but so far so good. Um, 4-2 series win over Durham last week and now 2-1 to one against Gwinnett. So, what's that, 6-3 and three on the season? Yeah, 6-3, and three, and they've won five of their last six. And uh, shades of last year where the Sounds are winning close games against the Gwinnett Stripers. Some things never change. <laughs> yeah, those, those one-run games last year is like every single game was one-run. Yeah, I mean, look, I know we talked a lot last year about the Sounds playing Gwinnett because we saw those guys a lot, but it was a fun, it was a really fun matchup that in that way last year. The games were compelling. As we've talked about plenty of times, we know there are a lot of Braves fans in Middle Tennessee, and we know they're excited that the Sounds now play a Braves affiliate and makes perfect sense. Uh, we enjoy it. It's, it, it adds a, another level to our schedule and some of the teams who come through. Um, and then I, you know, I keep thinking back to the games last year between these two teams and then watching that national league division series. I mean, how could you not think it was pretty cool to see a number of stripers and a number of sounds from last year in that postseason matchup. And clearly both teams at the parent club level have really high aspirations again this year. We know there's going to be roster movement as the season goes along. We've already seen a little bit of it. Uh, and it's already happened to Gwinnett in this series with Bryce Elder going up the other day and making his debut. We were supposed to see him here Tuesday. Instead, he pitches down the road in Atlanta against the Nationals. So I, I just think there are so many things to like about these matchups with Gwinnett, and the Sounds win a lot of the games that they play against these guys, and they're compelling games with all kinds of fun storylines. So, uh, you know, we, we only play, we play them a much more normalized amount of times 
This year it's 18 instead of the scheduled 30 from last year, but still in those 18, um, I, I, I just think it's a lot of fun. There's, there's so many things to talk about between the two teams and the fan bases and how they met last year in the playoffs and how I'm sure uh, I'm at least pretty confident that we're going to see some 22 sounds and some 22 stripers playing in meaningful games for Milwaukee and Atlanta again this year as the season goes along. Well, we sure hope so. <laughs> because right now, the the way the Braves are playing, I don't know if there's going to be – no, I, it's it's early, and I'm not going to push that panic button, and we'll talk me, about that do, more later. On, divide, let's see, eight. Eight divided by 162. <laughs> the Braves have played 5% of their schedule so far this year, Mo. Eight. <laughs> Thank you for that reminder. I need that. You're um, welcome. The, the sound certainly didn't waste any time last night. Four first inning runs. Yeah. And, and you know, what's, what's interesting about that, too, is that they had two hits and no runs through seven innings the night before and scored seven runs in the eighth inning and rallied to win that game. So last night in the first inning felt like a nice carryover from the way they had ended um, the previous night. You know, there, there's, there's, it's been a really solid first nine games. You mentioned it. They're six and three. The baseball has been really good. Uh, we haven't seen a ton of roster movement yet. Uh, we know that'll come. I mean, the big leaguers, like we just said, are only seven, eight games into their schedule. So it'll come, but it's been a pretty steady roster so far this year for the sounds it's a loaded roster in terms of the number of bodies that rick sweet has to try to find time for in the batter's box and on the mound so the the lineup is changing a lot day to day but it's a lot of names that that we know Um, when we talk about Corey ray and and dustin peterson and pablo reyes and some of those guys we saw last year mixed in with some some newcomers um, and it, they, they've, they've played pretty well so far, um, not hitting for a ton of power overall as a club, but the run scoring numbers are pretty good. Um, the starting rotation has been pretty solid. The bullpen has been lights out. There's no one glaring segment of the team where you're watching it day to day and thinking they, they, they need a dramatic improvement. Everything will continue to slowly grow as pitch counts can increase and guys get more into their routine. But Nine games in, there, there's no glaring weaknesses on this team. And so I think that's a big reason why they're, they're scoring early, like you mentioned from last night. And uh, the bullpen's doing a good job, and they're, they're winning some of these close games. Speaking with the voice of the Nashville Sounds, Jeff Hamm here on Main Street Sports Today. And, Jeff, you know, you mentioned loaded roster, a lot of folks to try to get in because as the AAA affiliate, you're trying to – if not develop, certainly keep everybody sharp, keep everybody ready. With the universal DH, and we talked about this a little bit last week, does that make it easier or does that make it harder to work people in and out because you don't have pinch-hitting situations? You know, despite being a National League team, you don't have double-switch situations where you're going to get somebody in the in the ball game. It's, is that something that Rick has even addressed or – what are you seeing as far as that goes? Yeah, I've talked about it with him. Um, you know, he was anticipating the universal DH. He was public about that last year. He sort of saw the writing on the wall. And he and I kind of feel the same about it in the sense that um, I get it. I think it was, I think it was time. I, I get it. All the reasons are valid. 
um, he would tell you he misses the, as a manager, purely as a manager, he misses the strategy that mm. becomes involved with double switches and how to manage a bullpen and when the pitcher's going to be coming up and what that means. And he, I mean, he's so good at it. He's done it for so long. He's won over 2000 games. He, he likes to manage the game and uh, the managing is different when you don't have those mid game substitutions. So I think, it, so it's a weird thing to say, like, the games are less fun because, we, you know, I, I don't get enjoyment out of a pitcher uh, grounding out to second or striking out on three pitches. So I get I get. Let me, let me stop you and, just a second, though, because I do ahead. get enjoyment out of a pitcher hitting a ball in the gap for a double. And it happens. I mean, it's not like all of these guys it were it, worthless at the yeah, point. And that, I, I don't yeah, get excited I, to get watching Dansby either, but. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. I, you know, my, my point is that I I get the I get the reasoning for the universal DH and I, we could fill an hour with this discussion and sure. it would be really enjoyable. But you guys don't have time for that. And I but but I so I get the reasoning. There's there's just so much uh, financial investment in pitching that, it, yes, guys could double to the gap. And the novelty of that is fun more times than not, far more times than not. They don't do that. And do you want a guy to pull a hamstring trying to run to first on a ground out when he's far more valuable with what he does for you on the mound? So I get it. Sure. Mm-hmm. My point being, and I think Rick Sweet's point being, it, it does change from a fan standpoint some of the strategy involved. But um, to answer your question, I think it then makes it harder when you've got a loaded roster. It makes Rick's job harder and the Brewers' job harder to get guys the at bats when you have this many players because mm-hmm. you don't pinch hit very often. Um, now, if you're going to tell a guy, Hey, before, you know, before the game, you say, Hey, you're off tonight. Uh, he's going to be off tonight because you're not going to have that mid game temptation of oh, seventh inning, one run game. You know what? Get in there and see if you can get us a hit. We got, we need to go, you know, righty against lefty. And that you, you don't really have that temptation because you're not going to have the pitcher spot coming up. So for the volume of guys we have, it is more challenging for them to get playing time. Because, like, for example, I'm looking at our card for tonight. We'll have seven guys available off the bench. Uh, even if you pinch it once, and we haven't seen it happen yet, you're still having six other guys who just are not going to get anything that day, whereas in the past they might play the final three innings as part of a double switch. So it is a, it is a new wrinkle, and it does make it more challenging to get guys some regular playing time. The sounds will uh, – apparently the – between the time that I that, that I put the rundown together and now the pitcher has changed because now Nick Vincent, the thirty five year old, will get the start. I, I assume he's an opener. He seems to typically be a a one inning pitcher, so I'm not sure if he's an opener or what they're doing. Yeah, I'm but, not sure what's going on. It was it was supposed to be Kyle Muller. Um, I wonder if he's, he's not going to start, west. but he might. Hmm. Well, he might, but the word is he might come back around and pitch for them now on Sunday here. So I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm also not saying it's like automatic that he's flying to San Diego right now. I don't know. All I know is you're right. It is Vincent instead of Muller. And, and I got word of that about an hour ago. And Rick Sweet had loaded his lineup uh, with right handed batters, figuring they were going to face a lefty. And uh, now they're going righty on righty tonight. So that's like the AAA. It, it absolutely is. But, uh, Next week, another one of those teams you saw a bunch of, the Charlotte Knights come to town, and got a lot of things going on uh, in the early part of the week. 
we want to talk about before we get you next Friday to talk about the the weekend that is coming up. But uh, you you guys got a lot going on next week. Obviously, Tail Wagon Tuesday. I think we got some dueling pianos. What, what all is going on next week uh, if folks want to get out to First Rising Park? Yeah, the dueling pianos will go on Friday night um, as the game's going along as part of uh, our promotions for that Friday night game. Um, and you mentioned Tuesday. I, I do want to bring this up because this is a new component this year um, that, that we're, we're doing on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday night, having a sensory inclusive night. Uh, it's in a partnership with Culture City. And we know, you know, part of the draw of a ball game is, is the noise and the environment and the crowd roaring. But we also acknowledge that, that folks with sensory processing differences then, um, you know, may not always feel as welcome in an environment like that. And the sounds have partnered with Culture City. Nashville as a city is now becoming the first city in the U.S. to have all their pro sports teams as sensory inclusive. There's a certification process that you have to go through. And the Sounds, the Titans, the Predators, and Nashville SC have, have now all done it. And with the timing, we will be the first event since that full certification has happened. So uh, we're going to do a few different things uniquely on Tuesday to make those folks feel even more welcome at the ballpark. Um, they can get, they'll get headphones, there'll, there'll be fidget toys, there'll be some ID cards involved. And uh, anybody who deals with sensory processing differences will, will know what a lot of that means. But the bottom line is the sounds are making every effort to not just say everyone is welcome at the ballpark, but to really show it with some different things, uh, whether it's cultural differences or in this case, having a sensory inclusive night. So that's Tuesday night. We're going to wear special jerseys that'll be part of an auction to benefit borderless arts of Tennessee. So I'm looking forward to Tuesday just because the, I, I think maybe there's some young kid who has never been to a ball game because of the noise. And it's not to say that there's not going to be noise on Tuesday, but we're going to do some different things to be mindful of what those who deal with those things have to go through. And, and the idea that somebody maybe can come to the game Tuesday who otherwise wouldn't is, is pretty special to me as a, a father with young kids. It's pretty great, man. Jeff, thank you so much for taking some time with us today. We appreciate it. We look forward to talking to you next week and uh, previewing this uh, next weekend. But uh, this, this weekend should be fun again. Expect some more one-run games, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Par for the course. You got it, guys. Great no talking doubt. to you. See you next week. All right. When we come back, we will talk a little bit about Major League Baseball, so stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. 
Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mo, um, our top story today was that it's Jackie Robinson Day. We may or may not have gotten to give that information to our listeners. So let's go ahead and do that again and talk about Jackie Robinson Day. But first of all, we want to mention that it's, you know, it's one, today is the day everyone wears 42. It's the only time you can wear 42 and everybody does it. And as Pee Wee Reese said it, so they can't tell us apart. And specifically, this is the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's major league debut, which took place in 1947. Tonight, the the Gwinnett Stripers are wearing Atlanta black crackers jerseys. That's pretty cool. So that's, and I'm sure they'll all have, maybe they'll all have 42 on them. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they do it at the minor league level just because, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of jerseys to buy. Yeah. Yeah. For one day. For at the minor league level, I don't know. You're right, right. So, so I mean, they they can't necessarily do everything that they do. Sure, but but I mean, regardless, I think the fact that they're wearing the um, Atlanta black crackers. Wonder if they could do a a, a patch. Yeah, maybe. they probably could. Yeah, uh, you know that the Braves have the trophy at uh, the the fields in Cairo, mm-hmm. Cairo at the Boys Cairo? and Girls Club, Cairo in Cairo. And so at the Boys and Girls Club, yeah. So that the trophy is there today as well. So that that's pretty unique. It's it's interesting how you know how Jackie Robinson Day affects a lot of different things, and it's really cool, uh, especially affecting one certain legend in New York. Yeah. Um, again, we talked about it. Um, Jackie Robinson Day, kind of coinciding with the New York Mets home opener today, which had previously been set as when they would unveil a statue, you know, memorializing the late Tom Seaver. And so with the lockout wiping out, what, a week or so of games, the Mets lost their originally scheduled home opener. So now 
they are opening the home portion of their schedule today. And so they are unveiling Tom Seaver's statue. They are, you know, recognizing, you know, pretty much the the face of that franchise for maybe its first 20 years or so. And unfortunate. It's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for both Jackie Robinson and for Tom Seaver. And and so when people make comments about it, it it's not like you know, Tom Seaver shouldn't have to take a back seat to anybody. Especially Jackie, in New York. Jackie Robinson shouldn't have to take a back seat to anybody. So the idea of, well, it's their home opener. Well, okay. I think he would have been okay with it. I think his family would have been okay with it if you had said, you know, we're going to push this back a day. Saturday or Sunday. I mean, I don't know if they're playing Sunday, but I, I'm, I'm sure they are. But I mean, so many things that they could have. There's, there's so many other ways that this could have been handled. And all it would have taken is just a little thought and a little communication. Well, we're talking about Major League Baseball here. And Mets are going to Met, Mets as you said. are going to Met. But Major League Baseball going to Met sometimes, too. Well, um, Rob Manfred, ladies and gentlemen. The, the man, the myth, legend himself. Rob Manfred. Piece of metal. <laughs> Mr. Piece of metal. Um, <laughs> you know, we talk about the, the alienation of baseball fans and how they're trying to grow the game. And yet, everything they do <laughs> shows you otherwise. The complete opposite yeah. of trying to grow the game. And these exclusive TV deals that we have with Peacock now, NBC, will be doing an, a, a national game of the week on Sunday mornings. Apple TV has a game of, uh, has a, several games of the week. I'm not sure how many games they have. And then YouTube has their uh, weekly game that is YouTube exclusive. Now, the cool thing about YouTube is anybody with an internet connection can watch it. You can watch it if you have YouTube. You don't have to have YouTube TV to watch it. But, but you have to have a smart you TV have, you or have to you have smart, to watch it on your laptop. Correct. You have to find or, a way to get it desktop. to your television. Yeah. I mean, it's it just doesn't make any sense to me. You're making access to the game harder instead of easier. Yeah. And then you wonder why people don't watch, don't attend, don't play. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. I've got a thought on, on what you just said, Mo, in terms of access. It, you know, I, obviously things are going digital. And, you know, more outlets typically is better. However, you look at the core audience of Major League Baseball, the age it's the oldest of all professional sports, I think, by far. And so you look at what how their primary audience is consuming sports, odds are it's not on Roku or YouTube Live. Kind of My dad is 80 yeah. years old. He's not going to watch uh-huh. a baseball game on Apple+. Plus. Yep. And he's not going to pay $10 a month to get that. Now, game. You, you could you could argue on the other side that they're trying to reach that younger audience. 
to bring a younger mindset into that. Well, by you could argue that if you want levels. to, here's but the, but then when you're starting World Series games at eight o'clock at night, don't <laughs> tell me you're trying to reach a younger audience or the older audience who also wants to go to bed at eight o'clock at night. Did you just raise your hand for an older audience? Listen, I'm talking about the eight o'clock at night. <laughs> Listen, the, the prime demographic of people who are paying for mm-hmm. Peacock and Apple TV are my age and your age. Correct. They are. The, the 34 to 50 crowd, mm-hmm. those are the people who are paying for that. Nobody else is. Nobody. You could, you could probably skew down to 24. Maybe. Yeah, I think you could. Because I, I imagine people coming out of college and getting their first yeah. places, they're not getting cable. No, they're not getting you're satellite. Right. Yeah, you're probably right. But they're it's not watching baseball either. Well, probably <laughs> accurate. Well, maybe not, but I don't think this is necessarily alienating them. What Who it's alienating is, and I guess I guess if, if, if I have kids, right, that are old enough then in our demographic we're going to have those so maybe that's the key i don't know i just don't think it's smart to be putting more games behind paywalls such as mlb tv etc etc anyway that's just that that alone has been an issue for a long time anyway it certainly has they they are uh last to the party of figuring out how to make that work you if, could just say Major will. League Baseball is last to the party. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, stop. you yeah. you could have taken enough note of which I mean, NFL going to Prime Video only for Thursday night games. That's I get it. Like it's a quick buck, and those NFL people are going to find NFL. That's they, what, that's, baseball's different. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. NFL can do it. NFL can do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about 17 games versus 162. Yeah. And not even 17. They don't, they don't play a Thursday night game every week. I think they only play like 15 or 16. So, so I, I think they're going every week this are year. Are they? I think so. Well, I may. think with that new contract, I think it's every week. Well, it may be. I, I just Outs- know outside started- of opening week, on, which will be, I'm assuming, still on NBC, I guess. I don't know. That opening opening game uh, first night first yeah. game of the, yeah i don't see i don't know I, but nonetheless major league baseball needs to figure something else out and here's the first thing they can do if you don't have a regional sports network then you're not blacked out period at least if you pay for mlb tv poor folks in iowa can't watch anybody <laughs> like they're blacked out for the entire league yeah you just can't watch baseball Got to go to the Field of Dreams and just pretend. <laughs> Hang out with Shoeless Joe. <laughs> they will come, Ray. I, I guess, but they won't watch. They won't watch. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and we'll get to the second half right after this. Y'all stick around. <laughs> 